0: if you're getting this message it means we were successful once again in getting past the jammers and are now broadcasting on pirate radio from the free state of texas stand by for more critical information to follow many boffins died getting
1: this message now we're now
0: Yeah, which that's funny. That's the one really crappy thing about the house that I'm buying is it's all electric. It's not not even gas run to the house,
1: man.
0: So I'm not not happy about going back to an electric stove. Kind of kind of bougie as it were with the gas. I really <laughs> really like. <laughs> it's one good thing in my life. Come on, let me have that at least. Yeah, so that's that's the way everything's going. I mean, they everybody's, you know, denying that it's a fact, but it's a thing. We're going all electric, guys, even though, um, you know, Texas is famous now for having power outages. And what what do you do then when it's 20 degrees in uh, February and you have no power and no way to heat your home? Oh, wait, I'm talking <laughs> I forgot. Twenty degrees is like sweater weather up there, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I've lost my perspective in the last two years. <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's been over a hundred degrees for like two months straight, so
1: <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. I mean I will definitely alter your your mindset.
0: Yeah, it's it gets in the nineties and it's like, ooh, it's kinda kinda cool out.
1: The 90s
0: Yeah, really I mean, 90s feels cool It really does So, I mean, if you're worried about the heat Just give it Give it a year You gotta acclimate to it Spend as much time outside as you can And just drink a bunch of water It's not really the end of the world, you know
1: It is kind of ticket Hydration, you know
0: Mm Mm-hmm It's not not that bad, really isn't. I mean, I, I go for really uh, long walks/slash runs. I've been doing that pretty regularly for, um, well, since we've been here. I, I generally go out or I try to, in the hottest part of the day, <laughs> just to acclimate. It's not, it's not that bad. No. Once you get soaked with sweat, you're, you're good. Just wear sunscreen.
1: Because you will burn otherwise. Sunscreen's cancerous.
0: Yeah, it's a
1: just throwing that out there.
0: It's it's a balancing act, and I you're you're right. I've been thinking about that when I'm putting it on my arms and stuff. I'm just like, why not wear a long sleeve shirt? And so I have been um, trying to wear long sleeve as opposed to sunscreen. Um, it's the face though, like your ears and stuff. Yeah, I suppose that's. <laughs> that's where you generally that your nose and your ears is the highest prevalence of skin cancer. Uh, Cause they're always exposed. But you know, if you see like, you know, kind of like the, the Mexican guys down here, they, they wear um, like baklava's and um, uh, neck gaiters and stuff, which it looks goofy, but I mean, that really is the best way to protect yourself from the sun. So I actually got a, neck gaiter I tried wearing it a few times but i feel like it looks really weird if you're out for a a run or something wearing a gaiter
1: <laughs> at least you can uh, protect yourself from covid with the neck gaiter
0: that that is true you know i don't have to worry about that anymore i just start wearing that 24 7 you know you should right it's coming
1: back we got an election coming up. is they're bringing it back
0: <laughs> you're right it's trump it's Trump brings the, uh, when, whenever he <laughs> starts running for office, <laughs> there's this weird thing that happens with nature and it just mutates a new virus.
1: <laughs> oh, so crazy, man.
0: Well, oh, I forgot we were talking about something. Oh, the, <laughs> oh, that's, that's it too. You know, the uh, Minnesota politics and then the whole idea of, uh, this will be a real jump if somebody's just listening to this and didn't, wasn't privy to the prior (laughs) (laughs) prior conversation, but um, it, so you have like uh, the deities, the ancient religions and they, they always worshiped, they would worship the planets, right. Mm -hmm. Um, And the sun and the moon. Um, And mainly um, there was an interesting perspective on this. I heard is if you look at the stars every night, the constellations really don't move. They're always um, fixed. Uh, they do move in, you know, yearly. They'll move around in a, in a circle because the earth is going around the sun. So your perspective changes. Um, so you have this precession is what it's called. So the constellations do move on a fixed schedule, but they're fairly stable. So um, the things that do move are the planets, So from our perspective, the planets are always moving around and doing things. And so if you were uh, an ancient person looking at the sky, um, they attributed that movement to some sort of agency. And that's why they they worshiped the planets, is they thought that they had some sort of agency of their own. And obviously the moon would have more agency then compared to um, the stars. Right there. Are you bump? I there's. Are you bumping the mic or are you bumping? Oh, the sorry. Cord or something? Yeah, I adjusted my mic. <laughs> okay, I keep forgetting to bring that up because when I'm editing, I hear that sound. Uh, and I have no idea what it is. Okay. I move around a lot. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's that's good. Sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry. But, no, yeah that that noise right there. <laughs> I I was just like. I hear that, and I got to edit it out. So I'm just oh thinking, my bad, dude. I, I've been meaning to bring it up to you. Um,
1: <laughs> oh.
0: uh, but the uh, this the moon has more agency than the other the the planets because it you know it moves uh, a lot more, and then the sun obviously. So that's why you get these this order of the uh, what would you call it the hierarchy of the the gods. Like the sun is usually the first the most powerful. And that's, you know, almost every religion worship the sun. And then you have the moon, uh, which is usually um, tied to some sort of female goddess. So it's like the male, the female, and then you get these other, the other planets, which have their own agency. um, And they're attributed to various people. Like Venus is almost always female. Um, There's a bunch of reasons for that, but. It's kind of complicated. Some of the, the ancient stories about Venus are very bizarre. Um, like what? Like Mars, the war. Like what? Yeah. It's going to uh, some bizarre well, stories. There's this idea that Venus didn't exist prior to like five or six thousand years ago or something like that. Like it came into the, the solar system, like it's a new planet, um, and that it had uh, like a cometary tail, and it had some interaction with Mars, and this this is like mythology stuff, okay. um, people's religious uh, stories about the the planets. And so, you know, it it seems from a scientific perspective almost impossible for a planet to come and fly into the solar system and then actually, uh, you know, have a stable orbit after that. But, um, yeah, I think it's, ah, what's the guy's name? It's Velenovsky, I believe. Um, He kind of details that um basically the the idea that um venus came into the solar system uh came out of jupiter or impacted jupiter and then caused massive uh destruction on earth um whether it was impacts or <clears throat> like uh, uh earthquakes something like that and then settled in its current orbit now which it's kind of interesting because you look at Venus and it is, you know, it's covered in clouds and the surface temperature is like 800 degrees, which is strange to think of a planet being around for, you know, 4 billion years and still have, you know, it it almost looks like when some of the, the Russians uh, lit a probe on the surface and it took pictures, the surface is, um, it's like the entire surface was uh liquid you know magma in the very recent past Um, so yeah i mean and the fact is nobody really knows we haven't been studying venus very long
1: Hmm.
0: so but anyways it's a long way of going to saying that (laughs) throughout history (laughs) there's been like a, a planetary you, you worship planets as deities. And then we were talking about earlier, this is where the, the human sacrifice comes in as part of these religions. Um, but it's very common, almost ubiquitous throughout all ancient religions, to have some sort of nature worship and human sacrifice. And we're we're on the cusp of that right now, it seems like, with our current civilization, you know, with, uh, you have the, the, it started off with kind of like the green movement. People are, Oh, I want to be green and, you know, protect nature and mother earth. And, um, now it's climate change and protecting the planet. Um, it's a kind of, it really is a nature worship in a way. Um, and then other the hot topic issues but we were just talking about that um assisted suicide in minnesota and you know depending on it, you know you have abortion as well which the way people cling to that even into late-term abortion and after birth even with what was the guy the guy from pennsylvania was it yeah i can't or remember was it virginia
1: i think both did something but
0: yeah, but defending the afterbirth abortion, which that's not even... I mean, come on. Let's, let's just call it what it is. It's child murder. Like, we've got these weird reoccurring trends that happen. And I don't know. I don't know where it comes from, but... Yeah.
1: Which, so I guess that brings up a question then is, if we have throughout the course of history, right like you cited like several things throughout thousands and thousands of years right mm-hmm. So if it keeps reoccurring, like why do you think that is? Well it gets this
0: this gets touchy real quick I guess you're going into it's it's so strange that you have the same deities. You know, I I didn't really talk about that, but you have the same attributes for the same deities over time. Like, um, you'll have a thunder God who's associated with a planet usually, but it's like Jupiter. Let's go back to Jupiter, right? With the, the Greeks. Um, he's the God of lightning, right? Is he not? Uh, I, I don't know because Jupiter or Zeus which one which one Jupiter was Roman okay. and Zeus was the Greeks
1: uh yeah Zeus is Greek
0: right and um, then the Romans took him and turned him into Jupiter but I think he still had lightning powers uh, let's see but and then you have Thor you know it's like it just and that was a totally different part of the world. Um, and there's, there's, I mean, other ones too. You always have the the female counterparts as well, um, like Isis. Isis is a very, very ancient um, deity, or Ishtar. Uh, I think is another name, but um, she's you know, associated with Venus a lot of the, a lot of
1: times. So if, so this, I feel like maybe it is the, the last episode we did where I talked about, um, or I just like made the theory of, or presented the theory. I don't think I came up with it, but, um, I know. yeah, it's true. Um, but that, you know, throughout the course of time, you know, as as we were discussing like empires falling and, and new empires rising in there in like the power vacuum, um, Mm -hmm. how basically they just adopt aspects of those cultures that they took over. Right. So I think, I think that can explain why we continuously do you know the same thing, or why there's you know multiple, you know, I guess multiple copies of of the same God or of the same entity, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, with the Greeks and the Romans, that's they didn't even take them over either. That, I mean, not necessarily. Like the Romans kind of took the Greek beliefs before they were ever that powerful right but still i mean the idea yeah it's a good idea
1: so i mean i don't know and i guess to me i don't know i mean you can argue just from a historical perspective that you know as far as like judaism you know where those all come from and you know how christianity itself as a religion didn't start till um, I guess that'd be what, like roughly like 33 AD? Yeah. It's in theory. So, yeah, you can, you can argue that these all predate that. However, if through oral tradition and through writing down of, you know, like the Old Testament or like the Torah, um, and they're discussing, you know, the, the creation of the world, of the, you know, of earth, and mm-hmm. they're discussing God, then, I mean, throughout the Old Testament, there's stories of the Jews being conquered, and, you know, that's, I think, that their concept of God, or God himself, um, you know, the Romans, or the Greeks, or, you know, Sumerians, or, Egypt could have taken over some of that, and uh, there's also a theory too that you know Thor and Isis and you know all these other you know different empires' gods existed. They're real, not in you know the, the Avengers sense, but mm-hmm. um, you know they existed. In, they were actually you know like demons or like fallen angels
0: yeah that it seems like like it seems like that's the case because what you know like you said there's the oral tradition you're trying to uh emulate things from other societies or other cultures either that you took over or that you just think are good ideas um so there's that aspect of it um and then there's like well what's something that's it has some continuity you can actually see in nature and that's the sky the sun the moon the planets and the stars it it seems weird to me that you would and maybe it's not weird but that you would come up with such elaborate and consistent stories over time without any other transmission of a story by just looking at the sky right right cuz if you just just read some of these stories from ancient Egypt about the, the aspects of these deities, they're just so, they share so many commonalities with so much, almost every other, um, religious mythology. So it seems hard to believe that you just come up with this story independent of anything else, just by looking at the sky, but that's another option. So you've got the stories themselves that are just so compelling that other people adopt them. Um, Then you have, well, people just came up with these stories independent of each other by looking at the sky. And then you have that theory, which is perhaps these actually are real entities that interacted with people. Um, so I mean, those are three different, three different ideas, right? But the one thing that is really interesting is that all of these people who believed these religions i mean not necessarily all of them but um they were very convinced that they were real very very convinced (laughs) that they were real um and that that brings that brings me closer to almost thinking that they were
1: well i think i mean you can even go into like uh like native americans and like they have mm-hmm. extremely similar like origin stories and gods or spirits or whatever. Mhm. So to me I think that again I'm uh, I'm basically going to come from a biblical perspective if people haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> <laughs> um but to me it's if you do look at the Bible and basically everything that that Satan does is an inverse carbon copy of, of what God has already done. Right. Mm -hmm. So if the dawn of every new empire, you know, it, it, to me, it makes sense that, you know, whether it's, in actual physical form as far as, you know, presenting, you know, an actual, a version of Thor or like an Indian like Thunder God or Zeus or what, you know, what have you. Um, There's, they're all to me just inverse copies of, of the same thing. I mean, even so like with, with like Norse mythology, you know, you have Odin, who's like God, the father. You have Freya, who's the the mother of the son of the head god, which would be Thor, right? Mm-hmm. So there you have God, you have Mary, and you have Jesus,
0: right? And then I'm, that was predates Christianity.
1: That's yeah. For sure. And I'm pretty sure um, with with the Greeks, uh, I think it goes Zeus. Um, I don't know his the- wife's name. Oh, but man, uh, I, like Hercules's mother, yeah, you know it's the you know it's the same thing.
0: No, I can't believe Hera, Hera, Hera.
1: So you know it, it's it all. So now and now with those predating, so then I guess you could argue, if you wanted to argue just from like a historical or a philosophical standpoint, will those predate? Uh, Christianity um, so therefore you know Christianity could be considered just another Another long copy yeah another carbon copy however I would argue from the biblical perspective that um, you know he he would know I guess Satan would know that uh, that was what was to come Right. So he would create his own version of that.
0: That's an interesting concept. Yeah. So it's like a, you're, uh, it's like a psyop, a pre. (laughs) Yeah. Predictive (laughs) programming. You're prepping everybody. It's like, oh, we've already seen that before.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Cause it's, it's the same thing. You've got the one thing that really sticks out to me is this, um, ancient, um, Uh, Assyrian or Akkadian deity Ishtar keeps popping up this female deity Um, she was called the queen of heaven that was her that's what people called her which is interesting that's almost identical that is what Mary in the Catholic tradition is referred to that's an old concept. That goes back to five thousand years ago,
1: at least. And so that kind of and I know we have many Catholic listeners, this may get me in trouble. <laughs> but um to me to me that's where a lot of that could come from. It, um when uh Constantine there's Constantine, right, that, that made yep. Christianity um, the official religion, like, did away with yeah. The, the he Roman came up gods. with the creed, the yeah.
0: creed, the Nicene Creed. I think still we talk about, or still it's every Catholic mass came right. up with that. And
1: so, to you know, me, to me, that's kind of the same thing. In, in that Romans, for them to kind of wrap their their minds around it, like, oh, now we have a new religion. Well, to make it mm-hmm. easy, he just kind of blended uh, Christianity into. What the Romans already had, which is right. kind of an offshoot of of Greek, the Greek religion, which was an offshoot of, you know,
0: I guess. Probably the Egyptians,
1: right? Yeah, I was just going to say Egyptians, too. So, which was an offshoot of, I don't know, Babylonians. The, the Acadians, the, probably the, the Acadians. Acadians. So, I don't know. It just all kind of, I don't know. It makes sense to me.
0: Yeah. It, but, but then, you know, you just think about, you just keep digging back and digging back and it's the same stories. <clears throat> um, it, they, they must've originated somewhere. You know, when did that happen? It's almost, you know, you could, there's some, some ideas out there, which I find interesting that there was a, a global or large powerful civilization that exists beyond our written history. And perhaps this, these ideas, um, come from that. And there's even ideas that, um, so like a time capsule, right? Mm -hmm. What, so if you, if you were thinking about transmitting a very important idea, um, 10,000 years to the future, how would you go about doing it? And people have thought about this for um, around like burying nuclear waste. So, you know, that the half-life on some of this stuff is, you know, 50,000 years or whatever. It's ridiculous. It'll be around for forever. And so they're picking sites to bury it. Um, like in Finland, I think they're, they've got these old mines and they bury it. But, they want to protect future people from uncovering that and dying from radiation poisoning. So they've coming up with signs and symbols and, um, just how, how do you, how do you transmit an idea that's very important into the future forever? Just let's say forever, but you know, whatever, a hundred thousand years. How do you do that? What's going to last? You know, language is going to change. Culture is going to change. The planet's going to change. I mean, stone, stone will last quite a while um, if nobody destroys it. But, you know what, if you come up with a very, very compelling story and base it on, essentially, you tell a kid that, they need to remember this or they're going to die there. You know, you pass on a story, a compelling story and what you can do, the thing that will last. Um, well, I went to the, the Hoover dam a while back. There was this uh, star chart on the Hoover dam and I couldn't read it. I couldn't figure it out, but supposedly it pointed to where the moon was in relation to certain stars or planets. And if you knew anything about astronomy, you'd be able to figure out exactly when the Hoover Dam was built. Um, and there's no there's no fudging it. like it's the, the movement of the planets and the stars is so predictable that any time in the future, you know, you'd be able to look at that star chart if you could see it, if it was still there, and you'd be able to say, oh, I know exactly what day that, you know, they were portraying on that star chart. Um, and I, I wonder that, you know, ancient people, if you had a really good understanding of astronomy, would know that as well. And that's, it's almost, you have to connect the two, Right. You have to have the knowledge of how the stars move, but you also have to pass on the correct story um, as well. Otherwise, it's meaningless. It's, it almost seems like people, some of these ideas or religions are, you know, a message, <laughs> a message from the deep past about something. But that's just a, just a concept that I had heard recently.
1: Well, I think that it kind intriguing. of fits into, I guess, to me, the biblical perspective of it. Right. Where if, I mean, if you look at the Bible, you know, the whole thing is a message essentially from the past telling you, you know, what happened, what is happening, and and, and what will happen. Right. So, I mean, and that, that whole... I guess you're kind of coming from a more of a historical or philosophical perspective in that theory. But to me, they, they align. They're, they're the same theory. They're just prescribing different, I guess, uh, start points. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: I mean, that's exactly it. I mean, this, it's obviously pretty much the same, same idea, just different perspectives. Um, there is some cool stuff in the Bible, though. <laughs> yeah, no, there definitely is. Some encoded things that you wouldn't really know unless you kind of knew about astronomy. Um,
1: and to me to me also, so I guess kind of going to um, what I was talking about with like the inverse uh, of the actual story, I mean, to me, what – what better way than, so like from, the, from Satan's perspective, so if your whole thing was like you thought you could do everything better than God, you got kicked out of heaven, you got dominion over this entire planet for, you know, a millennia, then what better way to hide the truth, to hide the origin story, than to shroud it, remove God and make it essentially man made. Yeah, you know, you're, you're basically hiding the truth in, in plain sight at that point.
0: That That is true. You're just, you're obfuscating it so much that, you know, that's a tough one. It's a tough one, especially thinking about the whole idea of Christianity and how many people are on the world and what they would grow up with, you know, not necessarily a Christian upbringing. How would you ever figure out, especially if your religion has such a similar story, why would you ever pick a Christian perspective? You know, it would be so obfuscated that, you know, you wouldn't, and especially with your upbringing, you wouldn't, really believe this is, you know, if we go to the the truth, you know, that whole concept, mm-hmm. you know, what is true? How would you determine that?
1: That's, yeah, no, I mean, I think that's a great question, too. Um, with that, I would say that, um, again, I think that uh, Christianity is one of the only, if not the only religion where it, basically it does not require you know as far as like a a physical sacrifice if you will mm. um as far as you know be it crops animals humans and it's it's the only one where the i guess the the star of the religion if you want to call it the head of the religion um sacrificed himself for the followers of that religion.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I think with that, so, I mean, even if you, if you grew up, I don't know, the opposite of a completely different religion. And if you, if you were confronted with that, then I, I think it you very well could uh, come to that conclusion that, I mean, the idea of somebody sacrificing themselves for you is, is a pretty heavy idea. So I think it, it could very well bring somebody to um, to that conclusion that Christianity would, would be the way to go in that instance. I feel like,
0: I feel like um, didn't I don't know these religions well enough, but I feel like the um, Egyptian idea is the idea of the God sacrificing himself or going to the underworld. Um, but not necessarily to save humanity. It might've been just to save the earth or something like that. But then you have, um, like Persephone as well in the Greek, uh, religion going to the underworld and bringing back the, uh, the crops every year or the, you know, bringing back spring or renewal. But yeah, I don't know if there's necessarily one that. Another one where the deity actually sacrifices themselves for you
1: know
0: everybody, hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm yeah. fairly, fairly certain. And I mean, I could be wrong, so somebody can correct me if they so choose to, but I'm pretty sure it's one of, if not the only. religions out there where there is that like there is uh like you said similar uh stories you know uh, as far as you know like going to the underworld and you know bringing back crops or bringing back new life that way so it's a mm-hmm. similar idea but again it's it's kind of an inverse of the christian faith if you will
0: yeah i like that idea though I hadn't heard that before, like just the, the propaganda, putting out a bunch of propaganda out there to, <laughs> to muddy the waters.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. That makes sense to me. Hmm.
0: Yeah, certainly From that perspective. Yeah. There was something I was trying to, that one thing in the, um about the, the birth of Jesus and the three kings. Um, you know, the the three kings come when, when Jesus is born or after. You know, it never, never really specifies the length of time, I don't think. Um, but they come bearing gifts, whatever, from the east. Um, that can be interpreted another way too um, as like the three stars of Orion's belt pointing to rising sun or pointing to a certain star on the the you know the the birth date or whatever but i don't know there's like you said there's a lot of propaganda out there i didn't hear that Um, one of the yeah i'd have to read into it i heard it was something was either pointing to the the constellation of Pisces, or it was the rising sun, or it was pointing to a certain star. Um, like, uh, once again, I didn't, didn't plan, I wasn't planning on <laughs> talking about this, but it just popped up in my head is like some symbolism in the in the Bible. But yeah, hmm. did you so, we never got around to talking about that, um, and I, I still don't remember the name. That, uh, you know, we are talking about Atlantis last time, but there was another mythical culture or possibly real culture out there.
1: Oh, the Tartarians? Um,
0: the Tartarians, yeah. Did you um, still have any research on that? Cause... Not,
1: not enough where I want to bring it up. I oh, failed. Oh, shoot. I shoot. was going to do more, and then I just didn't and uh, well, because what I had been reading um seemed pretty cool and interesting, and then the more I was reading about it, the more it was getting you know called conspiratorial and seemed like it might not be worth bringing up, so I wanted to get more information on both sides so I could just present present it in a way where this is what may be it. This is what the counter argument is for it Mm. and kind of go from there. Next time I promise I will have it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You didn't, you didn't like my presentation of Atlantis where I just didn't have any of the, (laughs) I had zero of the conspiracy or the out there stuff. I don't even know. I've I've looked at it a few times and I couldn't even find well find any
1: um I mean okay I can I can bring it up and I don't know I can research it some more um so basically the theory of of Tartaria is that uh, like if you look at older maps like I'm talking like 1500s um Tartaria is kind of over where like Asia and Russia are. And so the theory is that, you know, Tartaria was this ancient civilization that, you know, as per usual, uh, highly advanced, was almost a utopia, had all this advanced technology to the point of um, like free energy, like what Tesla was trying to do. Mm. And um, um, another big aspect to it was that uh, they built uh, the Great Wall of China, and that, you know, it's actually a Tartarian wall, not China, because supposedly the the ramparts of the of the uh, the wall are facing into China, versus out, of oh. it, which would lend someone to believe that you know if you're basically defending from China at that point. Yeah. Um, but now I didn't know that. Well, and again that's that part's allegedly um I've not been able to find definitive proof of that part, and one of the big counter arguments I guess that I've been finding for tartaria was that um that was back then when they were making those maps is kind of just the the blanket term that they put on that because they just didn't know about it mmm. didn't know about that area so they called the whole thing uh tartaria right so that that makes sense yeah so if that's the case then well you know that doesn't really lend to you know it being this like fallen hidden empire you know that'd be yeah
0: that'd be like the opposite because if they didn't know about it it doesn't it definitely wasn't this advanced civilization
1: Exactly. So that's, I mean, that's why I want to do a little more research so I could figure out, you know, supposedly these are the, the definitive Tartarian aspects that of why people believe this theory, but then these are the counter arguments to to those.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I always thought the Great Wall was, I haven't really looked into that, but it's, out the the Mongols or the horse people from Asia Central Asia doesn't seem like that'd be very effective though really when it comes down to it it's all. It, you know it, yes the idea of a wall to keep people out makes some sense but then you have to man that whole thing too so not yeah. sure how that works not sure how that works at all yeah It might have, because China's still there, and it's not
1: ruled by Mongolia. That is true. I don't know. To me, it it just, it, there's some validity to it all because of how, I guess, uh, deceptive and how hidden the world has been. You know, they they cover Mm. up so much stuff over the course of time that, you know, yeah, it could be highly possible. But then it could just be, I don't know, fake internet stuff. So who knows?
0: (laughs) That's what sucks is there's no way to really know, you know, there's no way. And like, once again, there's the, there are so many ideas out there that it just, it just, everything gets washed out, which, and then you have, you know, a lot of this, you know, getting rid of ideas a lot of it is you know governments or religions who don't want competition right and so they'll kill people burn books and all sorts of you know you get lost ideas like the freaking there's so many people who talk about the library of alexandria and you know oh man what kind of crazy secret knowledge was there but it burned down so shoot but was there anything really that interesting there
1: yeah like, you know? I mean who's to know I think it's just a lot of it you know we we just in modern times we live such boring lives that we do have to go back and like look at this stuff and make <laughs> things up you know maybe there was this like hidden knowledge mm-hmm. in, in the library of Alexandria I've heard that like a lot of those things were saved and are kept um, at the library in the Vatican that like no one can go to. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just like all this stuff is just a lot of who knows with like zero proof and like some of it, hardly, you could hardly even call it circumstantial evidence. It's so weak that just, I don't know. I'd think it's it's there for to lead people on wild goose chases and I don't have a little fun and thinking about what could be. I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's all sorts of fun stuff. I was hearing about something. There's supposedly, oh man, there's a chamber under the Sphinx, and there's some supposedly some super secret cool stuff there. But I don't know. Nobody's just kind of dug it up. But yeah, I don't know. That's why you gotta just kind of look at the. I feel like better approach is to kind of look try to look at big picture and um trends yeah. you know, trends over time and different perspectives and that's that's why i find that atlantis story so compelling is you know we have a one source for it you know plato but um but there's you know you look all around the world like the the flood myth particularly is so compelling to me because it's everywhere um and and that's that's interesting because that there was a flood you know there absolutely right. was a flood the sea levels rose 400 feet at the end of the last ice age and we know approximately when that was you know 10 11,000 years ago there was melt water pulse 1a or 1b you can look it up you know Uh, and the fact that we have these myths all around the world from 10,000 years ago uh, is very interesting to me, you know, that it's possible to, to uh, have, you know, have something like that last so long. It makes you think that what if there's older stories, you know, what if some of this stuff comes from, you know, Tens of thousands of years ago, hundreds of thousands of years ago. Because, like, there's the um, supposedly in um, um, Australia, you know, the indigenous people there, they've been there for a long time, (laughs) like a very, very long time. Uh, And they have stories that go back. And there's supposedly, once again, I didn't do research, but. I wasn't thinking I was going to talk about this, but they have myths about events that happened like 40,000 years ago that actually are scientifically verifiable. You know, they're like, Oh yeah, there used to be this Lake here and whatever we used to fish in it or whatever. And the, you know, the scientists go there, they look at it and Oh yeah, they're, probably was a lake here, but it was forty thousand years ago. <laughs> and yet these people still have, you know, they're still carrying on that that tradition. It's hmm. it's pretty crazy.
1: So I think that I don't know, I guess that kind of lends to, you know, again, like something at one point like one of these aspects is true and every, like every empire or civilization has its own version of that. Hmm. So you guys, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, determining where that came from.
0: It doesn't seem like there's a lot of new stories though. No. Uh, that's it all, you know, I wonder how that happens. You know, I was talking about the the baby in a basket story and who who writes that story? When does that happen? It's not the... I don't think it's the person themselves, you know? Like, Moses wasn't necessarily writing about himself.
1: Right.
0: So, other people come along later and write this story, but then they take this concept that they already know about um, that seems pretty cool, and they, they fill in the details. But... It's going... I had some idea pop up. Um, Sorry, I
1: said I oh. kick the cat out.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the cat can open doors.
1: <laughs> yeah, he started trying to, open, he kept coming in here trying to eat the cord and <laughs> and then um, yeah, it's causing a ruckus in general. <laughs> Dang cat. Oh,
0: man. Um. There's something about the, um, gosh, ancient religion. Um, who was it? I, I just can't think straight today. Um, That's what it is. I'd have to look that up. But there's this old idea that basically the, um, and I, I don't know if the whole ancient aliens, you know, there's the idea out there that humans are like this, um, uh, genetically manipulated, um, being basically that we didn't necessarily evolve. Um, but there was some sort of aliens or gods that came to earth and spliced our DNA and changed us. Um, and, hmm. I don't know if that's like a modern idea. It doesn't see, or if they stole it from the Zoroastrianism tradition. Cause so that's, that's what they, you know, it's, it's so weird to think that there's this ancient, ancient um, Assyrian idea that that's exactly what happened. There was the gods came down and manipulated human beings to be workers, like a slave race um, to mine things for them. Um, and they, they merged themselves like one of them sacrificed themselves to merge their you know, they wouldn't have called it dna but their essence their blood with uh, some sort of creature that already existed um so that they could have a, a worker class on the planet it's all yeah, i don't know i don't know the idea came to me because Alex Jones was talking about it yesterday. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I love it. It's like a, an origin story, you know. Yeah. Which isn't so much different from the uh, Christian or 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 the Jewish origin story either, you know. Right. If you take you take Adam and God comes down and makes him out of clay, which is pre existing and then he breathes life into him uh, it's like a some sort of merger there between you know some sort of divine entity and something that's already here but you
1: know could just be a story could yeah, just be I'm, a story i don't know i might have to do some more research on um i don't know like where see if you can figure out somewhere where this all began Mm -hmm. because i i mean i agree with you like it it all just seems very odd that everything is so similar and they
0: they have this um with this Zoroastrianism too is the the god creates humans uh to work um you know, because they supposedly came here, um, but they really, you know, they weren't designed to work on the planet. It was too hard for them. It was too difficult. And so that's why they created humans. And then they basically supervised them to do the work and why anybody's working. I don't understand, but <laughs> apparently there has to be work. There's work that needs to be done. <laughs> um, and so, but then the, the, humans, they, they were too smart. Right. Mm-hmm. And they kind of got out of hand. And, um, this is their, so they were, you know, multiplying too quickly. There's way too many people and they couldn't be controlled anymore. And basically it was, there was the people were making too much noise is kind of the, the story, how it goes. It was making the, the gods upset because they were too loud, which like what? Uh-huh. And so then they decide to kill them all. Uh, so wow. that's where the flood the flood comes in and so yep they they create the flood and to wipe out all of humanity is the idea but there was one of the one of the gods who liked you know liked human beings went down and warned uh the Umnapishnu guy who's the noah in this story warned him and told him to build a boat or to seek refuge i guess Uh, I think, yeah, I think this is the one where he didn't build a boat. He went underground and built, which doesn't make sense with a flood, does it? (laughs) (laughs) You'd go underground to hide from a flood. But so he survives and eventually comes out with his family and everything. And then the gods find out and they're like, yeah, maybe we overreacted. Sure. Well, this guy's special, I guess. So, you know, you can, you can live, but it, it has, so you've got the flood in there. You've got the, the creation story as well, which is similar to the Jewish in a way. And then you also have this idea of like the Tower of Babel, you know, where people, when there's too many of them and they work together, uh, they can do something that threatens threatens the gods in a way. And so they have to be destroyed. It's, I, you know, where does this come from? <laughs> what What would cause people from, you know, maybe separate traditions, but where where is this idea coming from? Is it, you know, is it just the flood? And what were they building? They're always doing something. People are doing something that threatens the gods. You know, like the Tower yeah. of Babel. Oh, they become like gods, you know. what What does that mean? And I secretly, my secret, now it's not so secret, suspicion is that this is, Talking about an ancient civilization that was quite advanced, you know, with the mm-hmm. Tower of Babel, you know, it's I I can't help but think of a space elevator, and that's stretching. I know it's crazy, but still, it, I just go back to the idea of how long human beings have been around on the planet, and why do we think that they just lived in mud huts? And hunted animals for hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years. You know, isn't it possible that you could have had some sort of civilization pop up and then, you know, once it collapses due to whatever a flood, which seems unlikely that, you know, just 400 feet of sea level rise would necessarily wipe out a global civilization or some sort of meteor impact, which also seems strange, right? Why wouldn't, mm-hmm. if you had some sort of advanced civilization that was building a space elevator, perhaps, why wouldn't they be able to deflect a meteor? <laughs> so it's Fair like point. A, a contradiction. That's what I always, what I always think about when people are talking about some sort of amazingly advanced civilization is, well, they must not have been that advanced or they could have prevented whatever wiped them out unless unless it's warfare, right? Yeah. Like a nuclear Armageddon <laughs> or geo, you know, some sort of uh, engineered virus. Right?
1: That wouldn't you know. happen.
0: No. <laughs> no, never. It would never happen. But once again, this comes back to the whole. Have you heard of the Fermi paradox? No. So it's Enrico Fermi, I think, uh, he was working on the Manhattan Project. And did I guess they were having some sort of conversation at lunch. And they're talking about aliens. Imagine that. Uh, so they're like, why? Where is everybody? You know? If there's billions and billions of planets and stars. And it seems from their perspective that the galaxy was endless or not the gal. Well, actually, I don't know at that time if they really understood, uh, if there are multiple galaxies, but anyways, the universe was endless from their perspective at that time, they're like, well, where is everybody? There should have been, you know, given that many, uh, variables given that many opportunities there should be some sort of advanced civilization and we should be able to see them um and so he wrote down an equation with the variables and it's like yeah it's it it's like a hundred percent guarantee that there would have been life and it would have been here already um Hmm. and so they this came about with the idea of you know Further iterations and people thinking about this concept is that there must be the concept of a, a great filter, is what it's called. So uh, civilizations have to pass these milestones, and starts with single cellular life. Like, well, the first filter is you have to have conditions correct on your planet where DNA can form, essentially um, proteins can come together. And so on and so forth, then you have to take the step where, you know, there's prokaryotic and eukaryotic. I I don't know my biology well enough, but cells have to basically incorporate other types of cells. Like in every one of our cells, we have um, the mitochondria, which it looks like it was a completely distinct uh, biological entity that was incorporated into our cells over time. And then you have to get that code in the DNA and so on and so forth. You just keep going up until now there's humans and you have asteroid impacts, you have climate change, you have the sun staying around for a significant period of time. But needless to say, there's, (laughs) there's a lot of things that have to go right to get life. And then once you get to technology, um, we can wipe ourselves out. Like that's what they were thinking about. The nuclear bomb is we've now reached a milestone where we've gotten this far with all these steps, but now we're creating this device where we could easily wipe ourselves out. And wouldn't any alien civilization, if they got to this point, they would develop a nuclear bomb as well. It's inevitable. Um, once you realize, you know, what, you know, what the atom is and you can keep pushing this down the road. Okay. Now we have something that at any second we could wipe ourselves out. There's one of those. We're going to keep finding other things that can wipe ourselves out. You know, that is listening to that show yesterday and um, scientists back in 2017 talking about how you can use CRISPR to uh, manipulate viruses. So there's another technology, CRISPR. We can kill all of humanity. (laughs) One person decides to do it. So it's almost like a self-correcting mechanism. And it makes you think. It's like ancient ancient people almost had this concept built into their religions. It's not necessarily the gods that stop them. It's themselves, but you're attributing to the gods. Once you reach a level of sophistication, um, technology, people just inevitably wipe themselves out. And it's not everybody, you know, some people survive, you know, It's Like if there was, if we engineered a virus that wiped out 99% of humanity, you know, who would still be alive is those uncontacted tribes in South America. Hmm. They'd go along happily for, you know, another 10,000 years and they'd eventually find the cities and they'd come up with their own myths of what happened. And they'd be, you know, 10,000 years later, they might be inventing the bomb.
1: That's interesting.
0: Yeah. I think it seems inevitable, doesn't it? That um, we'll eventually wipe ourselves out.
1: I mean, I think, again, that kind of explains, um, I mean, a lot of how a lot of these different civilizations have basically uh, gone extinct. Extinct? What did I say? Instinct.
0: I yeah, don't know. Gone, <laughs> ex-
1: gone extinct. Um, I know what you meant? Uh, I'm glad because <laughs> that's. Go. Um, but no, like um, I, I think they didn't even necessarily need a bomb per se. But I, I, I think that just kind of goes back to the theory that like every empire, like essentially destroys itself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, again, whether it's Egyptians, Greeks, Romans, Atlantis, you know, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. um, And I think that, you know, as far as modern day, I mean, America is, whether it's through the atomic bomb or through communism is destroying itself. Yeah. And. I don't. I mean, once Western civilization or you know whatever falls, it it will be interesting to see if something uh, picks up after it,
0: or well, if we're even around China. for it. Yeah,
1: they're they're failing too, though. Yeah. So I mean, I don't. know. I mean, I don't know whatever this world economic forum, one world government situation is. Like, I mean, like I don't know. I don't
0: know what's going to happen. Yeah, that's the you know that's that's a good point too. Is it doesn't even take technology necessarily to wipe out. So we have so many examples, civilizations that collapse, and it's just with you know even bronze swords and you know you get civilizations collapsing. Like Egypt. It's like what, what happened to Egypt? Does anybody even know?
1: I guess I haven't studied it enough to even know.
0: But that's another thing too, is there's still people there. There's still a country of Egypt. Like, you know, the the people don't go anywhere. Right. It's it's just things change. That's like I was saying with China is they just, you know, it's like, well, they've had civilization for all of recorded history. They're one of the oldest civilizations, but are they really, you know, they're completely different now. Actually, I shouldn't say that. They're actually really similar now to what they've always been. They have an emperor. (laughs) (laughs) Xi Jinping is emperor for life at this point. That is true. It's just, it's China with the emperor with more people and nuclear bombs.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're not wrong.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And that's, I wonder if that's kind of the underlying fear too with, you know, everybody talks about climate change and how we're destroying the earth. It's not, we're not really afraid of destroying the earth and we're not even capable of doing that. We're just worried about making it uninhabitable.
1: Um, yeah. I think that's more, I guess, falls in line with I think what it is or like the, Rich elites—they—they they still need to <laughs> inhabit this planet. They—they mm-hmm. so don't want, you know, total destruction. Just that's why they
0: want five hundred thousand people. That's it.
1: Dead. No, they oh. just—they
0: just want only five hundred thousand people. That's the carrying capacity of the world, apparently. Just or enough to it-
1: operate their boats and bring them their food and. All that
0: exactly. Like the, uh, the working class, the, the working people, you know, from the old, the old stories. Yeah. There's the humans and then there's the gods <laughs> and the gods have to keep the people in check.
1: <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Yeah. What's, what's the, there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. It all just keeps going back to the, 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 same, same thing.
0: Yeah. Oh man, it's been an hour already.
1: <laughs> it has. Holy crap.
0: Time flies. Shoot.
1: Yeah. Well, it was kind of a good one. We were kind of, kind of going, going uh, strong uh, and some stuff.
0: Well, this, this whole ancient civilizations and religions has been a real pet project of mine for the past few years so I mean nice I should come with like um, an actual narrative that might be fun but I'm just winging it
1: that's a lot of work eh?
0: (laughs) I know I know (laughs) (laughs) set up a narrative and argue points and yeah I don't know if anybody's even interested in that
1: yeah
0: who knows? oh we are I'm, I guess yeah i'm I guess I'm interested, so as long as you're interested <laughs> yeah it's been
1: good I've
0: enjoyed the last couple ones oh I so this I just want to get this one idea in quick it's the um with Atlantis, so you know how everybody's aliens now is the the popular thing to talk about um why do we think if there are actually these craft are not just figments or made up or propaganda why do we think they're from another planet Hmm. why would we go to that immediately i don't know isn't it isn't it um just as likely that there would be a more advanced civilization on this planet that we just don't know about.
1: I mean, that to me, I don't know. That's a tough one for sure.
0: We just don't see them, but I guess we do see them because <laughs> yeah, people have talked about it for all time, and now supposedly people have taken pictures of these things and video recordings. In mean, well, the ocean's a big place.
1: Oh man! Okay, he opened <laughs> up something. Um. So there's uh, Where did I read it? I don't I don't remember where I read it, but uh. So there's the theory that um. The different, uh, I guess, fallen angels or. I guess, false gods or, you know, whatever the mythical gods of the past are the ones who taught humans how to create, you know, swords and weapons and Mm -hmm. uh, the various things like that. They've given them, to some degree, the technology to destroy themselves slash, you know, advance and so, I mean, I guess to go to the Ancient aliens or advanced civilization that's still here, but uh, is hidden. I think could again very easily be brought back to um, Satan and the fallen angels.
0: That makes a lot of sense.
1: That makes so, so it, much sense. <laughs> yeah, so like the the theory's not wrong. Like it's a sound one, but I think that yeah, instead of like you said. Why does it always go to aliens? I think one, the deflection, and two, I think they are still here, and and they're you know the ones driving you know all this craziness.
0: That's I don't know why I didn't put that because that's exactly what it is. The whole story is they were you know cast into hell or the depths or you know the darkness, you know the middle of the earth. All that stuff is. You know what the the Jewish tradition would have it be. Um, why wouldn't that be the ocean? Could very well be. <laughs> and then Prometheus. Yeah, you're right. You always have the the gods or the half gods or whatever the nephilim coming and giving people technology like fire. You know,
1: that's something I would like to get into. Um, a conversation, probably a different time, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, yeah, um, we've been is, going a while. Is a nephilim a nephilim discussion? Let's do it. All right, let's keep let's keep
0: keep this up. I'm gonna do more reading, podcast listening. Yeah, I'm
1: going. I'm going to as well.
0: podcasts and waste of time get out of here get out of here people you're wasting your life